This is Adventist World Radio broadcasting in English from Pune. Hello and a warm welcome to you as you join us. Today in our program we bring music from heritage singers and family reunion concert singers. A health message on bee stings. Followed by a story entitled Nobody Seems to Care. Ending our program with God's word on the topic A Promise from God. I'm Maureen. I'm Sharad. And you are listening to the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. To begin, here's a song, Standing on the Promise. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, Through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, Standing on the promises of God. song by heritage singers on Adventist World Radio and now Anupam will bring a health message on bee stings a bee sting is relatively harmless to most people although the sting produces pain swelling redness and itching no serious damage is usually done there are two exceptions however one is when a person gets many stings at the same time even those not usually affected can become ill if stung repeatedly by several bees second some people react negatively to the venom in a bee sting and become seriously ill the venom is poisonous an edema in the air passage above the vocal cords may even cause death when a bee stings the first task is to get the stinger out remove it carefully the stinger contains the venom sac and pinching it may empty more venom into your body tweezers and fingernails are not the things to use to get a stinger out instead scrape the stinger off gently with a knife blade or loosen it with a needle or pin so you can remove the stinger sideways 
ease it out slowly so you won't squeeze more of the poison into your tissues. If you're sure you have been stung by a hornet or wasp, don't look for a stinger. There won't be one. Since wasps and hornets don't leave a stinger behind, they can sting repeatedly. So if you're certain you have been stung more than once by the same insect, you're not being stung by the bee and you won't find a stinger. The next step is to soak the sting in a solution of Epsom salts. Dissolve as many crystals of Epsom salts in the water as you can. If you know that a victim is allergic to bee stings, call a physician immediately or take him to the emergency room of the closest hospital. The person will also find it easier to breathe if he is kept in a half-sitting, half-lying position. You may also place a firm bandage around the arm or leg which was stung. This bandage will help prevent the spread of the offending substance. Be careful not to wrap the bandage too tightly. If the person complains of a lack of circulation in the arm or leg, loosen the bandage. Sensitivity to bee stings is really a sensitivity to protein. The effective treatment of protein sensitivity is by the injection of a dilute solution of the drug epinephrine just below the surface of the skin. This injection should be given under the direction of a physician or a nurse because it's very easy to give too large a dose. A series of these injections may be needed over a two or three day period. If you know you're allergic to bee stings, it might be worthwhile to ask your physician about a desensitization treatment as a preventative measure. It could easily mean the difference between a little pain and a serious health crisis or even death. Thank you, Anupam, for being with us on AWR. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. Coming up next is a song... Under His Wings by Family Reunion Concert
Come friend join us for a story told by our friend Diamond entitled Nobody Seemed to Care. Another Christmas time has come with its tinsel and jingle bells. Wrapped up in presents and parties, our world has forgotten the only reason for this season. A jolly red giant enjoys center stage, leaving little room for the baby of Bethlehem. And nobody seems to care. The scene was the same 2000 years ago. A weary young couple trudged up and down Main Street, hoping for a room to spend the night and have their baby. No vacancy could be found, so the Lord of Glory was born in a barn, and nobody seemed to care. Unrecognized and unhonored, our Lord grew up in the humble home of a common carpenter in the notorious village of Nazareth. He entered into the ordinary village routine and quietly tended to daily toil, struggling to make ends meet. He suffered splinters and bruised thumbs, and nobody seemed to care. After thirty years of patient toil, Jesus bade his family goodbye and began his ministry of serving and saving the world. Weak from six long weeks without food, in a hot and dreary desert christ faced a deadly confrontation with the devil three times he conquered temptation for the sake of guilty fallen humanity once again nobody seemed to care his own town's people tried to throw him over a cliff religious leaders enslaved by envy and hatred attempted to stone him to death It's a miracle that Jesus survived long enough to die on the cross. At last, his enemies managed to arrest him as his disciples fled and hid. The crowd shouted, "Crucify him!" Christ was stripped of his clothes and hung on a cross in open shame, and again, nobody seemed to care. Nobody, that is, except a thief who was crucified with him. The only words of faith and love our Lord heard that terrible day came from a dying criminal. The mocking mob taunted Christ, screaming, "Save yourself if you can!" But the contrite offender cried, "Lord, save me!" Though tormented by pain and shame, Jesus heard that call for help. The poor thief died with peace in his heart. a citizen of paradise friend this christmas season may find you down and out just like the thief perhaps you have no money to buy presents or even to pay bills or you may hover at death's door with terminal cancer maybe you're crushed with guilt or grief you feel frightened and forsaken and nobody seems to care jesus cares he offers you comfort and help If like the thief you care enough about him to cry Lord save me and mean it you can rejoice in the savior's assurance of paradise while this careless world passes you by this christmas season with its madness and folly take some time right now to fall on your knees before Jesus casting all your care upon him for he careth for you remember when nobody seems to care he does you heard diamond tell a story on awr 
For more details on our program, you could contact us on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number Seventeen, Pune, Four One One Zero Zero One, Maharashtra, India. You could also hear all our programs on our website. That's on awr. dot org slash English program. It's time to hear God's word, and we invite each of you to spend few minutes in meditating on a message presented by Pastor Edwin Charles on the topic "A Promise from God." For generations, God's people had longed for the promised deliverer. Foreigners had ruled in Jerusalem. Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, and now the Romans. Revolutionaries were seeking revenge. More thoughtful souls yearned for someone to bring bloodshed to an end. Simeon was one of the thoughtful ones. He dreamed dreams and got a promise from God Himself. Simeon was an old man, referred in the book of Luke. Luke gave no further explanation. He is simply a good man, a devout man with a heart full of hope. But Luke does not tell us something extraordinary about this ordinary man, Simeon. The Holy Spirit controls his life. For him, life in the Spirit means that he had claimed as his own a promise all Israel covets. That promise and the guidance of the Spirit brings him to the temple to see Jesus. Looking deep into Simeon's heart, we can perhaps catch a glimpse of his agony of soul. Agony? On the face of it, Simeon seems to have his act together. He knows God. God knows him. Yet the polished lines of Luke's gospel belie a deeper struggle. That struggle is a story of Simeon's hope and the story of God's promise. Luke tells us that Simeon is waiting for the consolation of Israel. Anyone steeped in scriptures would know something about Israel's longing for consolation, the homeless wandering of the patriarchs, the stunning deliverance from Egyptian slavery, the meteoric rise and fall of the monarchy, the bitterness of exile, the bittersweet of a half-hearted return. All that can be learned from Scripture, but Scripture does not tell all. Sandwiched between Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, and Matthew, the first book of the New, lies a sordid slice of history—a tale of bloodshed and despair. The Gospels drop in the occasional snapshot or subtle clue. A shocking massacre of Bethlehem's children, traces of brooding discontent over foreign taxes and troops of occupation. But the story is more tragic than the Gospels dare suggest. The Herod, who slaughtered the innocent children at Bethlehem, was simply acting true to form. He was a mad butcher by nature. Murdering, among others, high priest, grandfather, wife, mother-in-law, and three of his own sons. It is better to be Herod's pig than his son. Augustus is reputed to have said, "The Herod was king of these Jews." Herod himself had followed hard 
on the heels of years of tumult in Judea. We can be more sensitive to Simeon's heartache if we glimpse the region's terror instigated some hundred years earlier by the Syrian king Antiochus Epiphanes. He sought to quench the smoldering fires of Judaism through legal judgments enforced by the sword. In his studied attempt to subdue the rebellious Jews, Antiochus pronounced the death penalty against any Jew who practiced circumcision, kept the Sabbath, or remained faithful to Jewish food laws. Over the altar of burnt offering in Jerusalem, he erected an altar to the pagan deity Zeus. On that altar, he sacrificed a swine, a crowning insult to the Jewish faith. The Jews erupted violently. Many stood firm for principle. Many paid with their lives. Surprisingly, the rebellion succeeded. For a few short years, Jews again ruled their own affairs. Yet, they were their own worst enemies. Their noble cause, originally sparked and supported by religious fervor, fell victim to brutality two of the very evils the rebellion had sought to redress. But now the Jews themselves were the culprits. Finally, the Romans swept in. The independent kingdom of the Jews was gone. It is any wonder that Simeon is desperately yearning for the consolation of Israel. So are many of his fellow Jews. But Simeon's story is different. While his counterparts are longing for deliverance, Simeon has pushed on further, extracting his own personal province to see the deliverer, a promise from God himself. How does he do it? Isn't it dangerous to force God's hand? Luke doesn't answer our questions directly, but there are clues elsewhere in scripture which tell how desperate people with desperate prayers finally gain their prize. Tenacity is a word. It happens only with tenacity. It is staying with it, staying with it, staying with it. During that midnight struggle, when Jacob and the angel fought to a draw, the angel commanded his human opponent to call it quits. Jacob refused. Gripping his assailant even more firmly, he insisted on his blessing and got it. That's what Simon must have done too. An ordinary man with ordinary talents, he stayed with God until the Spirit overwhelms him. He stays with God until the precious promise is in his hand. He would see Jesus, the Redeemer. You promised, Lord, reminds Simeon and heads for the temple. There he sees with his own eyes. There he holds in his own arms the tiny bundle, which is God's promise fulfilled. Jesus, God's promise that ordinary people can get through to him with desperate prayers. Thank you, Pastor Edwin Charles, for sharing God's word. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. We believe that you've been enjoying our program. Here's a beautiful promise from God. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5 Dear listener, 
God is also true to his word for he promises to cleanse us when we acknowledge our failures so confess your sins to the Lord then believe that you are forgiven before we give you our address and say goodbye here's a song by heritage singers never say goodbye though i've never seen your face i know you're always there caring for me lifting every sorrow that i bear every day the journey brings me closer to your side and forever in your presence i'll abide i know we'll never have to say goodbye None can satisfy Only in your presence Have I found a full supply Love and care to keep me All along life's way And a promise that You'll brighten every day Yeah.
With this, we have come to the end of our program. Should you want to learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number Seventeen, Pune, Four One One Zero Zero One, Maharashtra, India. That's Adventist World Radio. Post Box Number One Seven Pune Four One One Zero Zero One Maharashtra India. I'm Maureen and I'm Sharad signing out from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then, we wish you good health and a happy home. Goodbye and God bless you.